Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is the last week of Lunar New Year, and we watched Infernal Affairs. That's right. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, uh, just a, a really brazen ripoff of The Departed. In <laughs> Frank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like The Departed Light. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. It is because it's like an hour and a half shorter. I think I think more than an hour and a half, perhaps. But it's very, but yeah, but with way more flashbacks. But we'll get into it. Still a ton of fun. Lychee. Oh, it's not like you're just jacking it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lychee just got the zoomies. She's like, oh, oh okay. Nuts. Oh, yeah. You used, to, used to call those. Used to call that crazy kitty hour when we had cats. Oh yeah. You remember when Meatball used to like turn on the faucet when we were doing the show? Oh yeah, it was, too dark. <laughs> yeah, it was precious. Um, all right. Now I so, can yes. get to turn off the faucet. It's precious. <laughs> so infernal, infernal affairs. Infernal affairs, which is a weird name. Yeah, it's a very odd. It's an odd name. I mean, it ties I mean, into like, like the overall message of the movie, but it's still well. The yeah. one guy ends up being part of I. You know. Yeah, that's internal internal. affairs. That's not infernal affairs. But but it's about his, like, that that, uh, Buddha quote about being in, like, constant torment or whatever. Yeah. Well, Well, the hell hell quote, actually, it's an interesting... We'll we'll get into it, but the way that when it opens with that quote and then the way the movie actually ends, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a much different message at the end than the... Than the Scorsese, no, um, the yeah, because the Scorsese. end of the, the Departed is fucking stupid. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, no, you're both wrong. <laughs> um, do you the, think they the rat is I, a symbolism for obviousness? Do you think they uh they reverse engineered the fucking title from English? Do you think they titled it Infernal Affairs as a play on words and then like wrote around that because like I can't right. imagine what like the Chinese. Internal affairs would also like. Oh, that's. I don't know if the Chinese, right? Yeah, well, the Chinese word for internal is. Does it also rhyme with the Chinese word for infernal? Is it like a Christatunity thing? Because otherwise, (laughs) like that play on words doesn't make any sense. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I also understand how songs in other languages rhyme in English, but that's fine. I don't get it. Doesn't matter. Um. Um, Anyway, what did you? That end. I'm fucking sleepy. Go ahead. Why? What'd you do? What are you all sleeping for? I just stayed up too late the Doing entire what? weekend Pounding playing video games like an ass. Playing Elden Ring? Yeah, playing Elden Ring, jacking what? off. What class that did order. you pick? I went the prisoner. We can stop Ooh. before Alec gets mad at us. So let's just, we'll talk later. Prisoner. We'll talk offline. We'll talk Damn, analog. The same for the After Dark episode. Yeah, we'll save that for, for our heart. Patreon subscribers. You can get our Gog, weekly. We should just do an, uh, an Elden Ring episode. Like, yeah, like not on play. the, not a movie, the podcast thing. We'll just do like a little Elden Ring round table or whatever. That'd be fun. Yeah. Doesn't that? Uh, bench because there's be two of us. Doesn't Nate play? Nate plays, right? You get Nate uh, involved. Yeah, well, Nate, yeah I think Nate's so. A true Renaissance yeah, he, he, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Nate he does got it. everything. I'll reach out. Yeah, to Yeah, what Nate. doesn't he do? I'll he reach does it all out very well. I'll reach out to Nate. Maybe we can do I, a little chat while it's. I'm still sure he's popular. doing some kind of like inline skate play at the moment. Like he's always doing something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's pretty great. Uh, Alec, what'd you watch this week? Uh, I watched a few things. I made up for last week movies. where I watched no oh things. Okay. I did not watch twelve movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did watch four movies. Hell um, yeah. Classic Alec. 
So I watched uh, Rumble, was the WWE animated movie I was telling you guys about. Oh, yeah. The WWE yeah, yeah. Studios movie. The movie's Not fun. the Link Ray song. No. Great okay. song. Movie's, movie's fun, though. Um, Will Arnett plays the lead monster. It's basically like... Huh, like, professional wrestling is the biggest sport in the world, but instead of people wrestling, it's kaijus. Ooh. Oh, that okay. awesome. <laughs> it's fun. It's what a, bl- a, it's a fucking blast. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, Will Arnett plays the voice, is the voice of the main kaiju. Uh, the person who directed, I think it was the first thing they've directed. It's they've been like an art, they've been like an art director on a whole bunch of, uh, animated stuff, but this is the first thing they actually directed. Yeah, it's CGI. CGI, yeah. Um, but it's a lot of fun, and, like, the monster designs, like, the kaiju designs, are, like, a fucking blast, because they're, like, they're cool-looking, but they're also, like, wacky and out there. They're not trying, they're not, like, realistic at all. Mm. One's, like, a a sharktopus, basically. His name is Tentacula. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's a lot of fun I think you guys will all enjoy it I, I want to watch this now I, I didn't somebody, know should, somebody, somebody should pick it for a WWE Easter oh, is, it yeah. a, is it like a kids movie or is it like an adult cartoon we, movie no, it's like a kids kind of a kids movie I mean it's got some of it's like all those movies now it's kind of it's got it's something for it? everybody like can I show it to my kids because it sounds like something they probably think is fucking it's great as long yeah, as not like nobody like yeah. nobody like dies no. at it or anything or whips out like a kaiju penis Van, the no, Van like monsters the cat. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well how did you watch this Alec it was peacock? on something peacock I don't remember what it was on maybe it was peacock it was on something it was on one of the streamies maybe Amazon uh, point of order are we doing WWE Easter in April or March April. Easter's okay. in April. Okay. There you go. Um, Didn't last... Wasn't last year? It was in March. Yeah, it's not all like early, the same month. Uh, okay, yeah. Easter's weird. It bounces around. It depends on how long Catholics want to punish themselves. <laughs> yeah. That's year-round, it, Alec. It's well, it's because round. it's... it's They ripped it off from, like, one of those pagan holidays, which depends on, like, the fucking changing of the season or whatever. Uh, That's why it's on a different yeah. day all the time. That's why there's a rabbit that gives out mm-hmm. eggs. It's a fertility festival. <laughs> And let can eggs. we talk about how good the fucking egg shaped Reese's cups are though? Oh, oh my best, god, the chocolate to peanut butter ratio. Oh my god. Uh, the pumpkins all, are also very good. Why do I feel like we've had this same exact uh, conversation seven fat. or eight times? Because we're fat as fuck. Well, you're not anymore, but well, and, the, and the, I learned through through Hershey That's representatives. Yeah. I knew there was science that, involved. <laughs> Because the eggs are only made for a certain amount of time, so they don't sit around for they're so good months and months and months in packages like the regular Reese's might be on the shelf for like six or nine months. The yeah. eggs are only there for a uh, two months, a month and a half is until all the fat people eat them. Are you guys a frozen a, Reese's or a or room right? temperature Reese's? I never fuck with a frozen. frozen. Oh, you mean no, like an egg or, or the the cup? Egg. The cup either 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 I, way. I put the I put the cup in the freezer. I, I, I don't buy candies with the, the intention of eating them later. <laughs> That's what? fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are we it's a not pro, long, it's, not, it's we, not a long game with Are you. we a pro uh, no. Cadbury egg podcast? Oh I yeah. Used to be. I love yeah. them. Yeah, hundred percent. I haven't had one in a long time. I imagine I still love them. God, I love them so much. Don't buy the mini Cadbury eggs thinking they're mini versions they have of the no same goop. thing. 
They don't. No They're like, oh, it's, like malt, it's like a malt ball. <laughs> I need yeah, that I, goop, baby. I was, anyway. Speaking of, I was watching like a the Niners Giants NFC Championship game from '91 on YouTube for reasons I couldn't begin to explain. <laughs> <laughs> you were having like, a fucking stroke or something. Yeah, like, well, one, I was like, I think I just woke up and it was on because God knows what I was watching. And, like, one, I was like, man, I can't believe we watch television like this because it looked like trash. Oh, yeah. But it also had one of those Cadbury commercials with the bunny that cheap. Remember the... Oh, yeah, yeah. And the lions. Sean and I have very similar... Like, Sean's the only person I know that watches YouTube as much as I do. And, yeah. like, I've had that exact experience where I wake up because I was watching something I wanted to watch. It was, like, a Friday night. Yeah. I wake up at, like, 2 in the morning. YouTube has been on nonstop the entire time. And I've it's gone asleep. totally nuts. Oh, oh yeah. And I, was, I, I remember when I was watching. The, the algorithm was, is off the rails. It was, it was, like, some Japanese American Football League's championship from, like, 2006. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? Because I just imagine this little YouTube guy getting all these tubes. It's like, hey, this one's about communism. This one's about basketball. This one's about yeah. queer themes and action movies. Like, I don't know what to do next. Put on that Giants game from 1991. <laughs> yeah, we need to fill time before we fill like, out yeah, the next show. <laughs> what, what else did you yeah, watch, Alex? Sorry, buddy. Uh, I watched a movie called Ride the Eagle, starring Jake Johnson. Jake? Jake Johnson, yeah. the guy from... Um, Mighty Ducks? No. no. What? From uh, um, that, who is the Safety guy? Not Guaranteed, Dawson's Creek. Yeah, he's the guy oh. from Safety Not Guaranteed, and I'm, and he's Dustin Peter Parker in. in he's the oh, voice of okay, yeah, yeah, the... right? Oh, and he was uh, he was Tom Cruise's buddy in the Mummy. Yes, right? that guy. Yes, it's a movie called thought... Ride the Eagle that he wrote and directed. Um, it's a, it's like an indie comedy. His uh, his mother dies, and he yeah. has to, he gets to inherit her house but he has to meet these conditions first and the conditions that he has to do are all about him growing as a person and learning and blah Ew. blah blah but it's, uh, hilarious. It's, it's pretty funny he's uh I, I enjoy him i think he's a funny guy uh darcy Carden is like the romantic lead oh i love her and she's her. she plays janet in the good place oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. um i know her and she's pretty funny. I mean, J.K. Simmons is in it. And he's fucking great. Like he's not. He's he's not like he might be in more movies than any actor ever. Just like popping up <laughs> yeah. for little bits here and there. But he's so fucking great in everything he does. I enjoyed he's the best it. Part it's of like Juno. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. It's like an hour and twenty six minutes long. I thought it was uh, perfect. Yeah, I thought it was new. fun. Uh, it came out last year. It's on Hulu. <laughs> I it. definitely remember that that was on Hulu. Um, I watched. First time I've seen it, uh, Observe and Report. Oh, oh yeah. that movie takes a turn in the third yeah, act. I like that movie. That movie is way more. I don't know. Nuanced is the yeah. word. <laughs> it's but because it's, it's pretty like it's, it's pretty fucking blunt. dark. I mean, but it's, yeah. it, like it's, it's a, a yeah. pretty. I feel like it's a fairly uh, decent character study for. Uh, taking your meds, yeah, yeah. Like you watched a uh, Foot Fist way recently, right? Yeah, not too long. Okay. Ago. I feel like a month okay. and a half ago or so. Same I enjoyed this. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. this more than that. This movie, yeah, like, the Journal Report, is absolutely fucking wild. Well, this this led us into we we watched the first episode of the Righteous Gemstones tonight. Good How's that? And I, I like I liked it a lot. I like it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, man, Observer Report was great. Like everybody's so good at it. Um, I was trying to figure out. I didn't look it up or not. Are the twins? Are they the twins from Arrested Development? I think so. Yeah. Where they're like twins. Twins. I'm pretty sure they're the same people. I think I love right. that movie because you don't know at what point it totally just becomes his like fantasy, or if it's actually happening and it's not really ever explained. I still think that there's like parts in that movie that have been. I, I would love to hear an interview with Jody Hill because there's definitely parts of that movie that feel like there's editor's notes because like it goes into territory that's like too fucking dark. You mean like, like date rape? Yeah, like date rape yeah. and the ending of the movie is fucking yeah. insane and like kind of comes out of nowhere and it's like I don't know. I feel like uh, there was like. Because there's, well, there's it's taxi you know, driver, right? Like it's yeah. supposed to be like kind of like a very, riff on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good movie. Very good. It, it is movie, a good movie. They, they didn't know how to market at all. Like, no, it was because it came out like the same time as like Pineapple Express and yeah, of like something else. Not this. I don't think it was. This is the end. Something else came out at the same time though. Time, yeah. And like they were all marketed similarly, but this is not. I mean, honestly, I don't know how you would market this movie. Like in a way to try to make money off of it. It did not. Do well, they mark they yeah. marketed it like a straight comedy. Yeah, yeah. It, it was but I don't know. I don't know that. how you would market this accurately. I guess yeah. I should say. Yeah, I think in a it way, was one of those... in a way that would get people to come watch it because right. I think like, most Paul... people I would figure would be very turned off by this. Yeah, I think Paul Bart was of it. pretty close the first one when it came out, and I remember oh, TJ well, asked me if I we, we we looked it up. Go it ahead. came out like the same. Like we looked it up. It came out the same year. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, because I remember seeing the ads and TJ's like, do you see that movie yet? And I was like, I'm not going to watch that. He's like, you got to watch it. I'm like, all right. And I was like, oh, okay. Now I get why well, I got to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we were trying to come up. We were thinking the other day of a way to get a, a mall security month so we could watch this. <laughs> the two Paul Blarts. We need a fourth mall security guard movie. What, does mm. Shopping Mall count? Shopping Mall no. would count. That's a mall security guard movie. Yeah. Those um, robots were there for security purposes. Well, we already burned I, up. I, uh... I... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I thought this movie was going to stay a little lighter in tone. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like like the Foot Fist way does. Like, it, it explores some, like, adult themes. But overall, it's it's absurd. Like, you, you never yeah. get too, too invested in it. But, like, when Ray Liotta drops him off, like, in the ghetto. Yeah. And you sit, like... In any normal comedy, like he gets the shit kicked out of him, and they just cut back to him, like walking back to the precinct, and then he kicks the absolute dick out yeah. of like an entire guy. I was like, oh, yeah, this, he's like a dangerous this, this lunatic. Is, yeah. yeah, this is like this is not at all what I expected to happen, yeah. or what I expected to uh, go. Yeah, and then he drags the kid back with him to the pool precinct. Just sit the fuck down. Um, but no, I loved it. I thought it was great. I think it was the first movie. I want to say it's the first movie I think I remember seeing Michael Pena in. Because, like, after his, that. His letter voiceover is so fucking good in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, when he sends the postcard? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the last thing we watched was uh, The Crying Game. What? Huh. Wow. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm curious to hear your opinion because I watched that recently and I was like, this is a little boring. Like, this is a little I've too prestige drama for me. Um, I can see that a, a little bit, but this is the first time yeah. I had seen it, so I wasn't okay. I just yeah, it was it was all huge... new to me, and I wasn't uh like I was 
not on the edge of my seat, but like I didn't I didn't know what was coming next. So I I could oh, see you, where Oh you didn't know the like, twist. Yeah. I had heard of it before, but okay. like it was a very big cultural moment when we were kids. It was the punch yeah. it was a punchline to a lot of jokes when we were yeah. it was a punchline to a movie we really rewatched recently that didn't hold up at all, Ace Ventura, where he oh, goes on yeah. for like ten minutes cleaning Yikes. his mouth out. Yeah, yeah, like that scene yeah. of Ace Ventura is awful, and the movie's not that funny really at all anymore. <laughs> you know, hot take. I'm still fucking Sean Young with a dick. Like I don't care. No, at no. all. Still, that, I, yeah, yeah. No. she's crazy. That's yeah. Up. Well, she's also crazy in real life, right? Wait, yeah. Sean Young. <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't yeah, Sean she, Young Ray Finkel? Yeah, Sean Young oh, was Ray Finkel. Oh. I'm sorry, I was thinking, I was like, in the crowd. Yeah, Chase Young. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Chase Young. I mean, I would, um, fuck Chase Young too. Also but, Chase Young. No, I thought yeah. it was excellent, but like for the first like 20 minutes of the movie, I was like, did they not have black British actors at this point? Because Forrest <laughs> Whitaker's accent is so fucking bad. He loves an accent though. I mean, he oh, does. He does. But, <laughs> yeah, for a walk. but usually he's just doing like weird, like voice things, not strictly accent. His British accent is horrendous. His, his <laughs> accent and arrival is uh, my favorite part of that movie. It's I don't so know, man. His accent, his uh, accent in Rogue One might be the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's like a loud yeah. whisper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, the crying game was great. Like I can see why I got the acclaim it did, and. It was surprising to see a movie from 1992 handle trans issues. I don't want to say like uh, not as hilariously as you would expect for a movie of that. Yeah, exactly. Like there's still definitely it's still definitely some problematic things the way they're referred to and um, how it's handled. But compared to what, like, I would think of for a movie from well, that time well, period, yeah. like Ace that Ventura. movie's that movie's <laughs> thirty years, like that movie's thirty years old now. Like, I can't, I can't, who plays them in the? It isn't the guy from the Mummy, right? Like, I can't remember who that person is that plays the trans. It's from uh, guy, it's from Stargate. Right? That's it. Okay, I knew it. Stargate, okay, not the Mummy. I was, I was close. Yeah, I can't remember. You, you were, you were right around like with the Egyptian science, yeah. Picture. I can't remember his name, but yeah, he's in this, from the Stargate movie. Um, but it's excellent. Like, it's excellent. I guess I'm assuming all of you have seen it, but I not saw it. it a billion years ago. I don't remember anything about it really. Oh yeah, it's very good, Gogs. You would like it. It's not, I don't think it was that long either. Also a good yeah, uh, Gogs. You'll like it. It's about the I, IRA sort of. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so it's, by like, it's like George that kind of like intriguey sort of bit. Like it's yeah, a little bit. Oh. There's some of that. Some of that mix. Yeah. It's an hour fifty two. I'll give it a um, whirl. What'd you watch it on? Uh, Amazon. Oh, he should have been like my TV because bitch. <laughs> we're a while, like we're it, like a, the little preview thing popped up as we're as uh, Stacy was scrolling through, but it said like it, the year was wrong. It had the description right, and it was like auto playing the right scene, and the name was right, but it said like twenty twenty one. I was like, this movie didn't come out unless they remade it. Yeah, but this still looks old. And it was old. It just they yeah. just fucked up the, the year in the description somehow. Um, or maybe it was a remaster. Like sometimes they'll do that. Like if they yeah. have a new print, oh. they'll change the date. <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that was it. Um, that's all I watched. Uh, TJ, uh, I watched uh, one and a half things. 
Um, I watched the new Scream movie. Oh, no. Annoyingly, it's just called Scream. I, I Can we stop doing this, please? Like, uh, no. This makes even less sense that it's called Scream because it's just a fucking... It's a direct sequel to 4 and the rest of them. Um, it's, it's terrible. Like, you know how... You know how like conservatives like complain and they're like, oh, all the all the fucking Hollywood, they just talk about all these like talking points and SJWs. And you mean like the like kindergarten top two? Yeah, well, so like, it's all like, just identity, like just railing against identity. Imagine politics. a movie that literally just sounds like Facebook posts as like all the dialogue for the characters, and that's this movie. Um, it's but all those movies were always kind of quippy. Okay, watch this movie and tell me that it's quippy and like fun. like yeah, they took no. they took the one scene in Scream where uh, what's his name uh, Jamie Kennedy was like went through all the rules and extrapolated that to every single character in every single scene of this movie and they they're constantly like referencing other horror movies and it's just really cringy and bad. Um, ultimately the fucking, I mean, spoilers for like a piece of shit movie. I won't tell you which characters they are, but their motivations are literally like, like they're, they're like last Jedi haters. Like they just, or they feel like the, so in, um, you mean the Russian bots? I don't know if you guys remember this, but in the continuity of the scream movies, um, in the scream averse. Courtney Cox made Scream, like, the original movie really happened, right? The first movie really happened. Courtney Cox wrote a book called Stab, and they turned into films in their universe. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you remember, remember that? I remember what's her yeah, name was the like, mad editor about it. And yeah. the second one, it's like a media tour for that, yeah. isn't it? Or something? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. So anyway, so the killers in this movie are mad that the last... Uh, stab movie was bad so they want to recreate the original murders so people will make a better movie out of their killing spree can i pull i don't think just make a better movie themselves got you beat me to it oh it's like (laughs) the dumbest fucking like it is the the like most water thin fucking premise and like isn't isn't atrocity book tour also the premise of saw 3d uh Um, yeah i believe you're correct uh, but this movie's fucking awful. All the characters are really bad. I never saw the last scream before this. So I don't know, like, I don't know. I guess they established, like, the main character in, that's in this movie and that movie, but I never saw it. Uh, I would never recommend anybody watch this. It's awful and, like, full of, like, the worst kind of nostalgia bait. And it's just, like, it's it's so fucking absurd. Like, there's a part at the end of the movie where... Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell, who, like, Courtney Cox, by the way, looks like Frankenstein's monster. Like, she's gotten Oof. so much plastic surgery. She looks really bad. Who, who looks better right now, her or David Arquette? David Arquette looked David pretty Arquette. good. Yeah. And honestly, you know the funny thing is? Like, David Arquette's the only person in this movie that feels like he's trying. Oh, like, I didn't his, know he was in it. His character, like, he actually feels like he's acting, whereas everybody else just doesn't seem to give a fuck. Yeah, he's goofy or whatever. But anyway, there's a part in the end of this movie where there's, like, a big showdown where the killers are finally revealed. And, like, Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell are literally, like, about to be murdered, but then they're, like, they have an opening. But it's, like, a fucking video game where they, like, distract the killer, and they stop and talk, and they're, like, 
do you want me to do it? And they're like, no, I guess I can do it. No, I'll do it. Like, so I'm just picturing this person that literally got momentarily dazed, like in a fucking wrestling game when they're like ready to do the finishing move and they're just He's kind flashing of, red for yeah, a few yeah. seconds. Like, it's like, what is this fucking movie? And it'd be one thing if they're leaned into it and they were trying to be like funny and like over the top. Like, if this was like made like the tongue in cheek, like we're making like a goofy movie. But this is still like trying to be serious and scary. It's movie. fucking awful. I, I fucking hated it. I was fast forwarding through like a good chunk of it because I just was like, "Is this done yet?" Like when I noticed every scene just repeating itself. Over is it and over supposed over again. to be like a meta commentary on sequels yes. and reboots? Uh, yes, it is, and that makes uh, it even more fucking annoying. I'm done with meta commentary. Also, yeah. also every character, every scene in this movie, it turns into like fucking Among Us because everybody's just like, "Well, you could be the killer. Well, you could be the killer. Well, you could." They repeat that scene. 800 times it's just garbage absolute garbage uh do not watch it uh killers all acting very sus i mean they they do everything short of literally saying that it was awful uh and the other thing i watched i watched 25 minutes of fury road because i have the 4k blu-ray i wanted to test out with the The movie's not bad um but yet again i had a similar story with uh with uh, Blade Runner 2049, where physical media lets me down again, um, the the Blu-ray started skipping, and I said I will never buy any more physical media. Fuck physical media. It is the worst thing ever. Those th- that fucking Fury Road Blu-ray has been watched once, and it's been in the case the entire time, and somehow it's skipping already. Like, I don't understand. Uh, but but for the 25 minutes I watched it, it looked fantastic uh, on the uh, 4K Blu-ray. I gotta say, the colors look amazing. Sounds great. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I watched. Uh, Gogs. I watched. I only watched one other thing. I watched. And I'm gonna screw up on the name. I think it's Grounded. Um, and it's about it's it's the it was a Netflix documentary. Uh, it's the case. The case against Boeing, and it's all about. You remember when all those like for five months when Boeing planes were like just were like falling out of the sky? Yeah, it's all about how we got there, and it's fucking horrifying. Yeah, it's probably very like, depressing. All like, the shortcuts that were taken, and like the whole history of Boeing. It was. It, it's a pretty well made documentary, but it is about like the the subject matter is just nightmarish, and I didn't know. Like, so it explores the it explores the two. There's two 737 Max crashes that happened, the one, um, the one out of uh, Jakarta, and then the one out of um, Ethiopia. And like, I won't get into like it's whatever, but I, I didn't realize what had happened when they happened. I knew something had gone wrong. What I didn't know what happened was that Boeing decided to uh, improperly like re-engineer their jets so they could be more fuel efficient and keep up with Airbus because they were losing market share. So they just threw some extra shit on there and the extra shit was wrong. So they added some other shit to compensate for that extra shit, but they never told the pilots about it. Oh, fun. So basically what happens was the, they, they strapped like bigger, bigger meteor, more efficient engines on this old airframe from the eighties. And they're like, okay, well, this thing's going to stall out easy. So we're going to put this one sensor in the front of the machine. And then if we, if the angle of the attack, if the, if the nose of the plane's going up too high, we're going to force the, we'll automatically force the nose down. 
What? Oh, so the the pilots thought they lost control of the aircraft? No, the pilots had no control of the aircraft. The pilots Jesus they Christ. showed the flight recorder data. They they made all of this rely on a single sensor, like one point of failure. So what happened was the sensor failed. The stick automatically starts thrusting the plane downwards. The the pilots the the data shows the pilots trying to pull it back up. It's this this sawtooth. Of them, every time they pull it back up, they it, it jams the nose back down, like against their will. They, they Jesus can't fight Christ. it. Christ! And then they just and then and so then that that happens to the Jakarta flight, right? Wait, and then so Bowen's it wasn't like, in any danger of stalling. The sensor just freaked out. Well, and the thought sensor, it was going the sensor to stall. freaked out. The sensor was like, oh, okay. "Oh, your nose is too high." I was like, "My nose isn't too high." Well, I think it's too high, so I'm going to end you. And so they just jammed him into the earth. So then. They, Boeing comes out and they're blaming like the the Jakarta pilots. So I like, oh, these guys don't know how to fly planes, right? Like it's this whole spin campaign, right? And then, so then they explain they explain to everyone how this is supposed to work. Like, okay, if this should happen, should this failure ever happen, you just turn it off. You turn the system off. There's two switches in the center. You just turn it off. So then the Ethiopian flight, the same thing happens to them. And people are like, well, they knew what to do. Now they should have done this. They did the right thing. Here's the problem. You have, when this starts, from the moment that this whole chain reaction starts, you have, they, they've determined, like in their documents, it says, you have 10 seconds to figure it out and turn it off. Jeez, yeah, because planes are pretty fast, right? The, yeah. the Ethiopian flight turned it off, but by the time they turned it off, they were going too fast at too low an angle, and they couldn't pull out of it. Good God. It's like they, that... hit, they, hit, they hit a field and disintegrated. Do you remember that story about, I forget which airline uh, company it was, but it was like testing simulations for self-flying planes, mm-hmm. and the computer decided to just crash every single one of the planes because somehow it was a better success rate? Do you remember like that <laughs> weird story? Christ. No, but that's that make, that tracks. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. <laughs> it's the real like, Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, right? <laughs> but like, so like, so, and I guess what, what really chat my ass about, and I recommend people watching, I'm not trying to spoil the whole thing. But like at the end of the day, like all this comes to light with with Boeing and everything else and what they were doing and what they knew and what they didn't know. And at the end of the day, they they paid two billion dollars or something, sixty eight million, some big number, to avoid any sort of like actual litigation or prosecution. <laughs> Did at the end of the documentary, Porky Pig jump out of a drum and say that that's, that's capitalism? <laughs> Yeah, it should have, but that was like, <laughs> it was horrifying, because I was like, because I'd heard those stories, and I heard about these planes, and I was like, okay, well, maybe it was just like a fluke accident, but it was just like, like the, I could only imagine the experience of what those guys were going through, like trying to figure this out in the moment, especially the first flight, where the plane is literally, it's literally fighting you to slam itself down it's fucking in the earth. insane. It's fucking yeah. insane. So I watched that that just joyous romp. Yeah, that was it. Sounds like a real sounds like a real uh, It's a real crowd pleaser. Yeah. It's a real summer tent puller. But yeah, no. It was it was I, I recommend checking it out. Cool. If you want to be horrified about airplane. <laughs> yeah. Um Sean, have you gone? Sean, no, no. I was going to watch a, the guy that made Tangerine has a new movie out I was going to watch, but I didn't have time to watch it. I think it's called Red Rocket, but I've heard good things. Oh, yeah. I, it's on the Plex. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. 
So I watched um, On Gaku R Sound, a movie yeah. TJ talked about a couple weeks back. Mm-hmm. It's what? one of the best things I've seen in a decade. Yeah, I told you. It's so good, right? Like, it's so good. And the animation, like, I know you talked about how they rotoscoped it. Yeah. But it's like they rotoscoped it and, like, they, they chopped frames out of it or something because it has this really, like, idiosyncratically janky animation. And the characters they drew over top of it are just funny just to look at. Like, uh, they all look like they're out of, like, um, like Astro Boy or some shit, well, or Speed kind of, Racer. Like, am I crazy in thinking that kind of a King of the Hill meets anime look? Yeah. Like, yeah. They... And they don't blink, so the, the main character, Kenji, is just staring all the time, <laughs> which is funny on its own. It's a movie, like, I think, and I found out the director's, like, 40, so this tracks, that, like, people our age and maybe two or three years older, two or three years younger will think is very funny and no one else will like because it's super deadpan. Yeah. Like, like, like beyond uh, fucking deadpan. And um, the backgrounds are really interesting. It all looks like it's out of, like, a like a Shel Silverstein book, these watercolors. But they have this, like, great depth where they have shit going on in the foreground. And, like, it's so fucking, like, ridiculous and matter-of-fact and, like... So, I, I, spoilers, I guess? I don't know if you really spoiled this movie. And I know you yeah. talked about it a bit. Like, yeah, they, start this, really they start this band just because. It's just like, we're starting a band. We're like, okay. <laughs> they yeah, because the main guy just ends up with a bass. He, like, right. steals the guy's bait. Like, a guy was, like, on his way to band practice or something, and he, like, rescues a woman that needs, like, CPR Yeah, or and the guy's and... like, hold on to this bass. And he's like, okay. And then he just wanders off with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then he doesn't know the difference between a bass and a guitar, so the band ends up, they have a tom, yeah, a okay. snare, and two bass guitars. Yeah. They're like, okay, let's play. Like, they don't know anything about it, and they play this, like, relentless kind of, like, bass and drum run. It's like, it's yeah. like the music in Mass Effect right before the aria starts, and it just nice. never goes anywhere. But it makes you tense, because it's all just, like, like one guy just strumming one note on the bass and one guy strumming the other, like another note on the bass and the guy hitting the, the tom and the snare at exactly the same time. So everything's happening at exactly the same time and it never stops. Yeah, and it's awesome. fucking awesome. Like, I love it. There's a scene, like there's this gang, this other school gang that wants to be, because they're like the three neighborhood toughs. So they go to meet for a fight, but they like, this guy thinks they're there to like work uh, temp jobs at a shrimp skewer factory. <laughs> And they all just get roped into, like, this whole gang of punks has to go work at the shrimp skewer factory. <laughs> and there's the one punk who's not wearing his uniform. And so I was like, yeah, let's kick their ass. And the leader's always like, don't be so hasty. That happens, like, nine times. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Like, uh, there's a... I don't, I assume it's supposed to be, like, a loose reference to fucking the uh, b- uh, uh, Bob Dylan plugging in at the Newport Jazz oh, Festival right, right, when yeah. uh, Marita, the... And, like, I, this is the thing I don't know, like, if the song's meant to be funny, the shitty folk song that this band sings. Yeah, because yeah. this band has the same name as the band of the three guys that they just decided on for, yeah. like, no reason. <laughs> and the folk song, like, is, like, really, like, creepy and funny, but I don't know if that's a translation thing or it's meant to be a joke. But the movie, like, like you could see, like, this band performing at like the wind up space you know what i mean yeah, like i could 100 yeah. see that but the animation goes from like this regular kind of stock animation to like fantastic planet and then it like 
during the performance, it cuts for a second to like a high contrast of the actual actors that they rotoscoped. And like, I'm not doing a great job describing it. It's kind of hard um, to describe, but like they changed the animation style so much that one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when, um, the, the character, the lead, uh, of the folk band. No, 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 not not Kenji. The other, the other one. Um, I and I also like Sean. Did you get a vibe that that character was trans? Yeah, because like, the voice actress is definitely a woman, but they say he, and I wasn't sure if it was like a subtitle issue or if yeah. it was. But when the the when she he or whoever sings, like it's a very masculine voice. Yeah, when, so it's hard to kind of gauge what that is. Yeah, I wasn't sure if what they were going for there, but when they yeah. there's there's that scene where they're trying to get people to go to that music event. Oh yeah, and, and it they, turns into like a fucking take on me rotoscope it, when she starts so wailing. Cool, yeah. yeah, and like I don't know, I love that fucking, and it's like an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, I wanted to watch it immediately again afterwards, but it's yeah. like they're sitting there playing the song, and their friend who's a girl's like, "Well, you guys need songs with singing," and they're like, "Okay, you sing." She's like, I don't want to sing. It's like, it's been decided. Like, you can't just decide things like that. But, like, he's so deadpan and they're, like, such livable doofuses. There's a part in the beginning where he's, he's he does this a lot, the lead Kenji. Like, pauses to consider something. But it just stays on the shot of him so long that I thought the thing fucked up. <laughs> I, I can't recommend this enough. This is one of those things where, like, if this director goes on to do other stuff, like, you're going to be like, I'm... I'm I'm glad I was there. I'm glad I saw this yeah, before yeah. everybody else did. But I think, honestly, it's already kind of lost to history. It's going to be like a frisky dingo thing where it's like people that know, know, you know what I mean? And you can bond over it. Yeah. But I don't know if it'll ever, like, be as big as it because deserves Because this came to. out in, like, what, like 2015 or something? Like I think 19. They said the guy animated it all almost himself over seven years. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Like I I'm cannot like, it like legitimately it's one of the best movies I've seen in I I mean just years and it's so like easy to watch and it's like wholesome and like The music's good too. Like I, I really excellent. Like, yeah. I like all the music in it. Um, but yeah, and then they're like they they're playing and then they stop and go that that's it. That's the song. <laughs> <laughs> And what's the, what does he get at the, uh, Kenji gets like a recorder or something? Yeah, or, like yeah. they go to practice. It's like, oh shit, I forgot a stool. It's like, should we look for something to sit on? He's like, no, I'll just stand. And they hear this recorder and it's like, what is that noise? This island is like 30 miles away, like <laughs> across an ocean. And they're like, oh, it's coming from that island. And then he just shows up with this recorder and it was driving the dogs nuts because it is very loud. But, um, <laughs> I, I fucking loved it. I, I really, really did a oh, lot. Oh, I'm glad you loved it. Yeah. I, 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 this is one of those movies I hope, I hope, like, I hope people, okay, I hope, like, my small little voice can, can our our voice now, uh, yeah. can get people to watch this, because I loved it to death. I yeah. thought it was fantastic. But, so, um, yeah. Anything else, Sean? No, that was it. <laughs> All right. That's everybody, right? That's everybody. Mm-hmm. That's a good show, folks. Gogs, what oh. happened in Infernal Affairs? Uh, the exact same thing that happened to The Departed, but faster. I, I totally like, disagree. The exact same thing, but 
very very cool. Well, I feel like this movie actually there's no sort of N word in this movie. They're like yeah. right at the beginning of the Departed. They just no, you don't that. have anybody. Yeah. yeah, you don't have the the weird. I think that's the first line in that movie too. Well, there's also it, that like that yeah. uh, fucking for no reason Matt Damon like why a firefight is always such a bunch of homos. Like like all right, <laughs> I got it. You don't have the like the the weird heavy set. Uh, like crime boss doesn't use the term sucking on their peckers, like it's yeah. none of that happens. Um, yeah, there's no oh, child molestation. I, like, this- I actually also have to, uh, I have to correct my, my past self because I said a long time ago when I was talking about this movie and The Departed that the Marky Mark character doesn't exist in this movie, and he sort of does, he's just not anywhere near as prominent in this movie. Who's he yeah, he doesn't ruin the ending. Well, he's the he's, guy he's the, the, the OC. No, no, that's the other character. That's that's still in the Departed. Yeah, I don't know. Who yeah, the, I don't know who there, the there's like a, there's like a is. nobody cop in the Departed that's like that does the same bit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, we both know, and you know, I, I, they put me here, and then he shoots him. Yeah, like it's almost the same scene. But the Marky Mark character, I guess, would be like the OCTB captain the one that's at the chalkboard like this is a mic you deal with oh, it. oh but yeah like, you're right yeah, yeah. but he but didn't end the end of the parted he actually knew he shoots yeah leo was and this one nobody knew well no because like a tj like remember that that scene happens where matt damon shoots that nobody cop and then the mark Wahlberg uh, shoots you're, matt you're, damon you're like right, you right. know this movie no comeuppance which better ending right so yeah. no, I want short. I want comeuppance. <laughs> we want our comeuppance. Um, so the movie it opens with uh, I forget what it was at the police academy or at the at the gang gang temple. Yeah, I guess. Um, and you're introduced to this you know this this crime gang that basically said you know we've been wedded the, the police have hunted us they weeded us out. I'm going to make sure you're my eyes and ears on the police, and then we follow uh, the one. The, the one gang member getting into the police, becoming a cadet, and then sort of rising that's through the ranks. And then that's wow. parallel. What's parallel happening is uh, this other kid is being brought in and he's being demonstrated like how strong a cadet he is, how observant he is. And they're like, all right, we're going to kick, we're going to trump you out. And then it's your job to infiltrate the gangs, I guess, on your own, basically. And then he's left to be a, almost like a weird sort of solo operator with like working without a net for a decade. Yeah, it's well. I one of the things right away I want to say that I like about this movie a lot is that there's like a big time jump, and you don't like when he when when uh, Tony Lung is like, "I've been doing this for ten years." You're like, "Holy fuck!" Like that's insane. Like he's been undercover for so fucking. This movie rules because like whoever wrote it had to take a dump because they set up the whole plot in a cold open. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you're introduced to this and then you get this, and then you see the passage of time and then you get this neat, this, this neat scene at the stereo shop with Tony Lung and this other actor whose name escapes me, but he's also very good in it. It's, uh, Sean just said it. Andy Lau, Andy Andy Lau, right? Andy Lau. Yeah. Okay. So, and you don't know who he is quite yet. Oh, pause real quick. We also get, uh... The, the, another guy from a movie we just watched, Anthony Wong, is in this movie. Yeah, but he's a good guy. This yeah, time. I know, but it's just funny. Like we were just talking about him. Like that guy just shows up in so much stuff. Well, he passed Wong, away, but I'm Tony Wong, <laughs> Toby Wang, oh, fucking Charlie, Charlie Chan. Chan. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, you get you you meet uh 
these two characters, and then you sort of find out how long Tony Lung's been in. He's been getting, uh, you know, sort of missions and being directed by um, this the the lead, the only guy who knows who he is, the captain or whatever. This one spe- like specific uh, uh, superintendent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then the movie sort of the movie's first kind of caper is like the midpoint of the Departed, like like where they're selling the chips or whatever to the Chinese or whatever in the departed. And they're having like the sting with the no cell phones and, and what's his name? Uh, the guy who shot the person on the set of the Western, whose name escapes me, Alec Baldwin is like chewing the scenery and yelling at everybody. Um, his character isn't really in this movie. They kind of took, they took, um, they took, it took Alec. Uh, she, Baldwin. He, Alec, Alec Baldwin's character is in the movie. He's a much smaller role, though, because they go play golf. I guess that's true. It's like that's, well, his, they, that's his character of this, but he's only in like two scenes. Yeah, yeah. They, well, it's like they took what's his name Sheen and uh, and his character and kind of melded them together at least. Well, at least in that scene, n- n- not really, because this movie came out first. <laughs> Well, right, right. Yeah. So I guess they turn it. Well, so that's the other thing about this movie. So anyway, uh, let me just stop, it's, it's stop back you real and quick. Forth. Just yeah. between these comparisons, this movie you can already tell because we're like, there's all these extra people in this the remake, and there's not in this movie. That is an there excellent. Are extra, there are extra people in this movie that are not in the re, that are not in the Departed. This movie, by and large, I, has no fat. This movie, the, just, the Departed, is very bloated. Like, and I know, like, we have differing opinions on that, but like, there are scenes in the Departed that go on forever that are not super like the. Don't, don't the, disagree. Uh, 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 yeah, like the uh, the whole, and I know it's important to the plot in both movies, but the the girlfriend plot. Yes. is so fucking overwrought in The Departed in this. It's, like, barely functional. It's barely touched on in this, but I do think, like, so there was a couple of things that happened in this that I was curious about. Like, I thought that having... So this is basically the part, right? We go back and forth. We find out, you know, it becomes this huge, this excellent cat and mouse of both moles trying to figure out who the other one is. Yeah, and just, then just the, that full stop. Like this premise is fantastic. Like, it yeah, really like, is great pre- premise. And the, the, the tension is wonderful. Yeah, like um, well, it also helps that they don't cross paths ten million times like they would in a shittier movie. You know what I right. mean? Like, and then the and the and eventually, similarly but better handled much better than what was done in The Departed. Like the the cop mole decides I'm better off just being a super cop. Like I'm great now. Yeah. I'll betray everyone, bust them up, and then I'll just remain. Yeah. To the point where he betrays his boss. He betrays the other mole in the organization he wasn't even aware of. Well, yeah. Well, he doesn't want to get burned. Yeah. Right. You get the same scenario, sort of, with Tony Lung and the doofus bodyguard. You find out that guy has been Tony Lung's been with the gang for. Three years, the Dubis bodyguard's been in the game for five years. He's also a cop, and that yeah. was a fun reveal because I like yeah, I was I wondering like. if they were going to do that or not. And then when it turned out to be that guy, I was like, "Oh wow, okay." You know what? Like, I think my favorite non-change in this movie is when we're talking about uh Sam, the gang leader, is that he didn't turn out to be working for Interpol or some shit yeah, like Jack no. Nicholson. And like that is just like the he fucking wasn't selling worst. people up the river because that was Matt Damon's yeah. motivation to. To betray him ultimately, right? Yeah, it's like, kind of, yeah. It's like they try and, like, 
give everybody good reasons, sort of, except for Jack Nicholson in The Departed. Like, they, they try and, like, a, make it... He's just a scumbag. Right. But, like, this, it's like, oh, well, uh, Andy Lau's, like, just a piece of shit, and that's fine. Right. Like, he doesn't need to also, like, have been molested or whatever the fuck, and, like, you don't get, like, oh, you raised me from when I was a boy and took me from Oliver Dick or Oliver Twist Town or whatever the fuck, like... <laughs> Oliver Dickens. London? <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't, we Sorry, didn't steal Andy Lau from Dickensian in London. But, uh, but I, I do think... And then, you know, it all kind of resolved... Well, it all resolves itself with a shootout in where everyone kind of gets got and, you know... How do I say this? Uh, Tony Lung's character, you know, the Sam, the crime boss, gets killed. Tony Lung's finally like, I can get out. After his boss died, the only person who knew who he was, then uh, Andy Lau does the same thing. Matt, he, he erases his, you know... He erases well, it's him from cool, the files. Well, it's and, a cool scene what happens because he brings... It, it, uh, they 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 get together and he's they're talking about it, but Tony Lung notices like he puts he starts putting the pieces together that Andy Lau is the fucking mole from well, the they, other side. Exact same but scene they, in the Departed. They also like I don't recall this in the Departed. One of you guys can correct me, but like in this Morse code plays a big part in it, and well, that's Morse how they code kind of not a part of the Departed. At I was gonna all. say yeah, because like when he finally when he gets the superintendent's phone after he gets fucking yeeted off the building. Yeah. Uh, he like taps it, and that kind of activates Tony Long to be like, "Okay, well, this is safe. I like, only him not know about this." Bless you. Yeah, Bless yeah, you. but the, but they did the same thing in the Departed, where it was like he found the file that he had written on. And he realized yeah, yeah. That the only way to have the possession of that file is if he's working for Sam right. or whatever. It's a cool scene. Like, I it is. It's it's super tense. It's super good. And, and then, I also like. I really like the fact that, and we talked about this before with Hard Boiled, but like the Chinese, they love their like virtuous heroes. I mean, I guess we do too. But like, I love the idea that like he's out. Like, really, he could just look the other way. Yeah, and he's he's done. Like he's yeah. retired. He do have his life, but like he's so honor bound that he can't do that. And yeah, I he's think, not gonna yeah. play ball with and- he's not gonna play ball with Andy Lau because he has his affection for the the guy who he got killed. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well. So yeah. Like yeah, but it, it doesn't. It feels like a little bit less like just like madcap revenge. And I know this isn't fair because I just generally don't like The Departed, so I might be like being a little bit too hard on it. But like it, it feels more like this is my duty, like I this is yeah, what I no, do than like the departed does, where it just seems like everybody's just yelling at each other and shooting each other at the end of it. No, this is much more like you know, I mean Tony Long Stoic? could have killed him several yeah. times over. He's like, No, I'm gonna march you down there and I'm gonna make you pay for this, and then you're gonna give me my life back, and that's how this is gonna go. And he's not gonna take any he's not gonna compromise on it, right? And that's great. Yeah. Um I guess to the point of I guess differences right so the movie the movies end in similar ways except in this case andy lau is effectively the bad guy gets away with it but he has to deal with this like and that's kind of i guess where the buddhist quote in the beginning comes from is like he's got to live with the fact that you know he's going to be forever looking over his shoulder because he this could if this ever come and i think what's what's helped sell that or what's helped set that up right is when the guy who kind of saves his bacon in the elevator, he didn't see that coming. He didn't know that yeah. guy was there. So he doesn't know well, they, how many other... Like, a, so he's got to worry about this, like, other yeah. moles for the rest of his life. Well, they do a great job, too, of when they do the elevator reveal, the look on the guy's face, like, what the fuck that got yeah. shot, the uh, bodyguard? Oh, yeah. Uh, 
shit was I going to say? Oh, yeah, like, I think, like, thematically, too, this, uh, I'm glad you kind of brought up, like, the hell thing, but that, like, the movie's a lot about, like, who you are is just who you present, because there's a lot of scenes of them just looking at their identification, and, like, one of the last things you see, like, before the actual end end of the movie is the elevator opens and it leads with the the ID, like, this is who I am, like, the outside me is me, like, there is no, like, internal me anymore. And I, I don't think that's unintentional. There's also a really cool shot that I, that I really liked where Andy Lau kind of looks back at the elevator and Tony Lung is dead, but his eyes are like straight fixed on him. And I thought that yeah. was like really cool. Like what a what a nice nice little little moment well, to put in there. It's also you know? like it, I guess like important too to the, like the resolution and like that he gets the cop funeral and they like, but the other guy doesn't. So like he must've, I know it says that the girl's uh, records revealed him to be a cop, but like yeah. Andy Lau has to set that up, right? Like this guy oh, yeah. was a cop yeah. and then this guy shot this guy. So he's still kind of like, is trying to somewhat redeem himself at the end. Yeah. Well, I think he's conflicted. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a scumbag, but he's still got a yeah. little conflict to him. But yeah. I think when we, we, we touched on this earlier, but without, so in the in the departed, you've got this common plot thread between, um, and I well, I can't think of her name. Vera Farminga. Vera yeah. Farminga, right? As Love as the her. therapist for the undercover cop for the Andy. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry for the uh, Tony Lung character and the girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever of the Andy Lau character. You right. don't have that in this movie, but you do have three women that fill one role, that same role. You've got You've got the therapist. She's like her own person, but she has no connection to Andy Lau. You have Andy Lau's girlfriend who gets the CDs or the tapes because Tony, not Tony, um, Sam recorded everything, and she now she now knows that her boy what is, is a scumbag. Because Tony, Tony dropped that, like Tony put those tapes there. Correct. She, she's yeah. like the guy from the stereo store came by or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then you have a third character, which, which I guess, kind of like sort of speaks to Tony Lung's, like, how shitty his life has been for the last ten years undercover. That woman he runs into, and she's like, oh my god, I haven't seen you in, what's it seven been? Seven years? She's like, yeah. she's like, five years, and it's like, or whatever it was. Or no, no, he's like, seven years? Like, how old's your daughter? It's like, oh, she's five. And yeah. it's like, but mommy, I'm seven, or six, or whatever. So I guess it's implied that that's his kid, and that's yeah. why they're at the funeral. And like the life that he could have had, and what was taken from him, and like yeah. what he could never, like it's it's a powerful movie, and it's got well, I great think, themes. Yeah, you brought up the three women. I think that serves the plot better because, like, and I don't want to keep harping on this, like Vera Farmiga plot in The Departed, but like that is way too much of a fucking loose end that like could have went wrong so many different ways. Like the two of them, at least, it Lung and Lau, are mm-hmm. way more separated. Than like Damon and uh, fucking DiCaprio yeah. in that movie, like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, but then I mean that's that's sort of it. Yeah, you're left with Andy Lau. I guess his girl knows he's a bad guy. He knows he's a bad guy. He doesn't yeah. know who else knows he's a bad guy, and he's just got to deal with that. Um, and Tony Lung unfortunately dies, and he gives an amazing performance. Andy Lau gives an amazing performance. Yeah, both the leads um, are really good in this. Yeah. My only, like, I guess we can get into it. My only complaint about the movie is I felt it was overly reliant on fl- on flashbacks. 
I was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I get it, yeah, I get it. But there was a lot of like, hey, remember this, which I felt like the movie. It's a, it's a well. The movie's well done. It wasn't. The guy needed more confidence. Like he did. Like whoever did this didn't need to put those in there. But that was those were unnecessary. But um, yeah, I don't know. Alec, your thoughts? I mean, it's a very good movie. Um, I would say it's 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 better than The Departed. It's a lot leaner, a lot trimmer. Um, it's like uh, it's like The Departed after it's been doing kettlebells for <laughs> for a few it's years. Cheeto Departed. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean Tony Lung is such a good actor. Even when he's not, like, it can be hard to tell, like, in subtitle movies and dubbed movies, like, if actors are good or not. Sure. But Tony Lung, like, he comes across, like, you you get that he's a really good actor in, like, everything he does. And I've been fortunate enough to see him in English-speaking roles, or at least one English-speaking role, and he's really good in that, too. He's really good in that, yeah. Um, yeah, it, uh... It's an it's an excellent movie. The two of them, the cat and mouse, is very good. Um, even though I kind of like, I was curious to see what the differences would be from The Departed since it's so much shorter. Um, and I do like that it's a tighter movie. I do like The Departed too, though. Um, I do like The Departed as well. I was just looking at I, Scorsese's IMDb and like The Departed. Aside from uh, Hugo, is like the last movie he made that I like. Yeah, I still haven't seen Hugo. You didn't like Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> It's I've, fine. I think the last yeah, thing, I, the last thing he made I liked was Shutter Island, but that's a very divisive movie too. Like, I like that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, so do I. But yeah, like um, there's a couple things like touch on differences. Uh, this movie's a lot more low key considering yeah. the subject matter, like which makes it feel a bit more serious and tense than like. Like, the fucking Departed is just, and I, I know this is probably, like, a weird thing coming from us, but, like, it's just so loud, and everybody's constantly swearing, and, like, it's, like, it, like, falls, like, almost, like, edge lordy in parts, like, it's just, I, I, like... I mean, I said it earlier, but literally, I think the first line is, like, Jack Nicholson talking about the old gangs, and the first line is, like, the boop yeah i can't say it yeah it's like bro that's like your first or second line in your fucking yeah. movie like and i forgot to mention he sucked his little pack out like <laughs> all right we get it i mean like, i do love the boston stuff because that that accent i mean that, i like the accent it's the most yeah, fun like, accent i love that accent. um they're also like the the parking garage scene with the soft lighting this is like gorgeous in the departed it looks like they're in the mine that uh where you start the reactor on mars and total in a fucking total ah. recall like it's so dark it looks like they're in a fucking cave <laughs> and like the departed like i don't know if it's just to differentiate it or just because it has to be a three and a half hour movie because martin scorsese it's like you've got international terrorism You've got the fucking girlfriend thing. You've got the fucking Jack Nicholson's working for the FBI. Like, the movie is, like, so bloated. And when it's a movie about, like, you know, trying to stay hidden from one another, they introduce all these, like, fucking variables into it that could go wrong in a million different ways. Like, because what if yeah, it's, like, just straight Ukrainian... Up just yeah, like the, the fucking Ukrainian missile guidance chips or whatever the fuck. And I forgot like, about that. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, I should have watched. I should have watched The would, Departed. But uh, you would week. have like every fucking international agency like up that thing's ass. Like none of that operation would have gotten off the ground. But like whatever, you know, because we're talking post nine eleven. <laughs> That yeah. that movie takes place in, right? So, like, there's no way. Well, none even of that even Alec Baldwin like name checks the Patriot Act in the movie. Yeah, it's like fucking ridiculous. But um, no, this uh, uh Gogs, you, you did the synopsis. You didn't really get to talk a whole lot about it. What do you think? I mean, I I like I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's it's like it's like Alex said. It's like a leaner, tighter version of The Departed, which is the movie I still like. Um, I should rewatch it, but I like it. Uh, Tony Long. This whole month has just been like, I'll be frank. When you guys were all excited about him in Shang-Chi, I was like, I have no idea who the fuck you guys are talking about. Yeah. And now, and now he's now like after, one of your favorite actors. And now after this month, so I'm like, good. I want to go back and watch Shang-Chi again. Like, yeah. I am, He's great, dude. Tony Long's fantastic. He like, really is. He's, he's, he's excellent at his craft. And uh, this movie is very well done. Is this the, the director of this? Have they done anything else of the, like that we would have seen or known about? I don't know. You know, it's funny. Like as much as I like this movie, I don't think like I saw the sequel. The sequel is a prequel, by the way. Mm. Um, yeah, it's how does how does that work? It's it's just so the only rec- returning characters <laughs> are Anthony Wong's character and like the police chief. It's weird. It's not very good. They made a third one as well. It's funny we went from a movie that is nothing but shooting to a movie that's ostensibly a similar type of movie that has almost no shooting in it. So, yeah. two people directed this movie. Andrew Lau and... Lord and Taylor. Yeah, Lord and Taylor. Or Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller? <laughs> no, Lord and Taylor. Who <laughs> uh, were the guys that made Snatch? Uh, Wasn't it like two snatch. guys on rollerblades that made Snatch? Or not Snatch, um, uh, Crank. Crank? Oh, Brian Taylor Johnson and something else. Yeah. Uh, and no, they I, guys that ended up doing... Uh, they made Ghost Rider 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, made Mom and, they made Mom and Dad, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, Mom and Dad rules. Uh, he's made a bunch of Chinese movies that, that if I, I haven't seen, so I doubt y'all have seen them. Oh, I don't know. I watched uh, Chinese Doctors the other day. Yeah, that was and that. also Revenge of the Green Dragons and the Flock. Is Revenge know. of the Green da- Dragons like a fucking uh, gangster movie? I don't know. I didn't oh, actually okay. watch it. Oh, okay. it's like Prayer for the World. Oh, of you're Bush. doing a bit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get into Five Knuckle Shuffles. Oh, and uh, Infernal Affairs Two is two hours long, so that automatically makes it worse than the first. Yeah. One. Um, all right, five knuckle shuffle time. Sean, uh, eight. Yeah, I really like this movie. Uh, it's it's hard to divorce it now from seeing The Departed, although it's not the movie's fault. It's just like, again, it's really good. It's really well executed. I think it's a great looking movie, and like, I think the lead, I think Tony Lung is compelling, and I think Andy Lau is doing a good job. Yeah, but like, it doesn't resonate with me as much as some other movies do it's just it's a very thin movie like i i praise that because it, like it gets to where it's going very quickly and it's like very watchable but like i'm not like super invested in andy lau's character yeah of it, yeah like it's you know it's a really good movie it's a very good like kind of like uh cat and mouse cloak and dagger type thing but like it's not like you know 
it's not gonna it's not changing the game. You know, it's just yeah. a good movie. So yeah, I can see that. yeah. So eight. Uh, Gox. Uh, yeah, it's it's eight, almost nine territory for me. It's it's really good. It's I think it's a better version of the Departed, and it, I I concur. I think. Tony Lung's tremendous in it. Andy Lau's I liked I thought Andy Lau was doing a good job in it. What's the um, lie? The 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 whole thing is like the the tension in the cat and mouse scenes is is really excellent. Like more so than in the departed. They think they do a better job of high like keeping their cards closer to their vest. Like and you don't really know where it's gonna go. And even though like I knew the plot, like I knew how this was probably gonna end, I'm still I'm still there the whole time, like rooting for like Tony Lung, like oh maybe there's a maybe in this version he gets out okay. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, I mean it's just we we got lucky we get to see a lot of really cool uh, like Hong Kong cop movies this month, so it really worked out. Um, I think there is an alternate ending to this movie where he might live. I know there's oh an alternate God. ending. I don't know what it is. That's There's terrible. also apparently a special Malaysian ending where uh, he has somebody has to go to trial because in Malaysia at the time, like all criminals had to go to trial in movies. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, TJ. Uh, it's also an eight for me, dog. I really like this movie, but I'm going to make a critique that I never really noticed before that really bothered me this time. I kind of hate some of the editing choices in this movie. Like, there's weird cuts and, like, weird uses of slow motion at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't break the movie. The movie's great. The two lead performances, I feel, are really good. Um, the movie kind of lives on its premise. I think the premise is very, very, very strong. Like, I like the idea of, like, two moles. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a... Two moles? <laughs> I mean, shockingly, I like the moles, right? But, uh... Yeah. I uh, it reminds me of a comic book that I really liked called Sanctuary, where it was a lot. It was a different idea, but it was uh, basically these two guys were like, "We're going to take over Tokyo, and one of us is going to be do it through becoming like the best politician ever, and one of us is going to be the best gangster ever." And like, it's the same idea. Like, one goes through the underground, one goes through like the legal means. But it's a cool ass. Like, I like that. I love those comics and. Uh, I don't know. There's something like, it's just a cool idea. It's one of those ideas. that's like so good. You're like shocked that no one came up with this before this movie. Um, but to Sean's point, like it's not nearly as memorable as something like hard boiled that we watched last yeah. week. Like, I think that, that this thing is like incredibly competent and that there's a lot of good scenes, but there's nothing that like sticks out as like the scene. You know what I mean? Like I, but I really like. At the same time, it's really good, and I hate The Departed, and I can't separate those two movies at all. And I was the annoying film asshole when this movie came, when The Departed came out, and I was like, "Well, that was terrible," and this is why. Like oh, I, just, I know, I remember these these two movies. Like, like I don't think one should exist. Like, mm. like the, the Departed is an inferior version of this movie. And that one didn't that win Best Picture? Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, did it win Best Picture or Best Director? It was something. I'm pretty yeah. sure best picture. Either way, um, it's uh, it's not very good, but this movie is very good, um, and it typifies like I think the problem, and I've said this a million times, and I still agree with it. Uh, I agree with my old self. I think, I think the Departed's 
Departed shows you all the crap that they need stuff in American movies, and Infernal Affairs just shows you that, hey, we'll just make a fucking movie. Like, we don't need to worry about, like, all these fucking little demographics we gotta fill. Like, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Infernal Affairs is great. Um, not my favorite Hong Kong movie, but definitely a very good one. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Alec, wait, did you already go? Yeah, Alex last, right? Nope, yeah. I did yeah. not go. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. I'm gonna Hell yeah, kick all Coming you guys. in hot! Wild this movie's, this movie's this movie's awesome. Like, um, the acting is very good in it. Like, everybody's good in it. Tony Long is a fucking stud. Like, I want to. I gotta find more of his movies to watch because he is just like tremendous. Um, and he's handsome. Good God, he's handsome. He's very handsome. And like, and he's like differently we, we handsome in every role. I was just gonna say, we watched him in three different movies this month, and he looked completely different in every single one. Like, not even close to the same, like, style or anything. And he looked great. Um, my only my minor complaints, I thought the the Sam, the, the main villain, I thought he was compared to... He's a little to, thin. Well, no, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little hey, arch. Compared, hey. to, compared to everyone else in the movie who, like, aside from his bodyguard, everybody else in the movie is very, like, fairly quiet and reserved. Yeah. And he's, like, loud and outspoken, which I guess is supposed to work for the gangster, but it almost came off as, like, cartoonish. Yeah. Not, like, not like threatening. Like, I don't know. It, it didn't, that didn't work for me. And something I noticed last week with Hard Boiled, too, a lot of scenes in this movie, and I didn't notice it with uh, 2046, so I don't know if it's just a, I don't know, different times of movie-making and eras. Um a lot of scenes end on like a freeze frame. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, and like in hard boiled, it's like every scene and it's like a freeze frame. I, I, not, I don't think it was all of them in this one, but I noticed it um, quite a few times. And I was like, that's an interesting yeah. choice. Is it like just to let you know that like the, the, the audience is a bunch of dum dums? Like, okay, <laughs> the next scene starts now. This movie also did like fade to black cuts, which you only ever see in like TV shows, which I thought yeah. was like, really weird. Like they like, had, like they, like they were planning on it being like broadcast commercial. on television. Yeah, and they may have like yeah. uh, you know I a mean, lot yeah. like distribution over there is definitely weird, and it it wasn't until recently, and I mean like recently, recently that like the box office was a big thing over there. So they might have made this with the intention of that it was a television movie. But yeah, man, this movie fucking slapped. I, uh, Hell yeah. I loved it. I'm Glad you liked it. Big fan. I'll probably at some point this week, I got a few days off this week. I might try to watch The Departed again just to. I, uh, compare, you'll need a few days I can, off. I, I can already yeah. tell it's not going to get printed. The Departed is only two and a half hours. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same length as the movie you had us watch this month, 2046. Um, oh. If you're looking, I think, for, I think they're about, I think that was about two and a half hours. Why do I feel like legit The Departed's like three hours long? So did I. I thought it was much longer. Um, Alec, if you're looking for recommendations, The Grandmaster is very good. That's a, like a karate movie that he's in that came out a few years ago. Yeah, but right. be careful which version you get because one of them's like the Dragon Dynasty and apparently it's all hacked up. And also uh, a movie we almost watched. Wait, didn't Scorsese have something to do with The Grandmaster too? He, pr- he produced it. Okay. Uh, Bullet in the Head, which is a John Woo movie, but it's like his Vietnam movie is very good, and Tony Lung's in that as well. Those are two like big recommends for me. Like I really like both of those movies. So in the Grandmaster, he plays Ip, Ip Man, isn't that he his plays, own movie? Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. He plays Ip Man, who is oh. the guy that was like, what's his deal? He like trained Bruce he trained Lee. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you could also watch City on Fire, which I think has both Chow Yun-Fat and Tony Wong. I don't think he's in that one. I'm not sure. I don't think he's in that another, one. Anyway, you don't think another... he's in it. I don't think uh, Tony Wong is in City on Fire. I could be wrong. Um, so that is the end of Lungner New Year. Yeah, what an interesting <laughs> month. Yeah, yeah Tony Lungner New Year. It was going to just be a bunch of Asian movies, and it was. Yeah, Danny Lee is the other guy. Danny, in, uh, oh, yeah, Tony you're right. Yeah. But also watch City on Fire, even though it doesn't have Tony Lung in it, because Chow Yun-Fat's yeah. also great. What did we see Danny Lee in? Not that We saw him in something on the show, I thought. He wasn't, yeah. Anyway, I can't remember. Uh, so what's next month? Well, I had uh, had it marked as St. Patrick's Day, so Irish movies or something, I don't know. <laughs> but I was also thinking to myself, like, maybe we should just do a month where it's basically a grab bag month for everybody, because there's a bunch yeah. of movies like... I've wanted to watch on the show, but I don't know where they're ever going to fall. Why don't, why don't we just do the eyes of March and you have to pick a movie that starts with the letter I? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> we could make it a movie you have to see with your eyes and then the all movies. I kind of like the grab bag month. Yeah. Why not? Let's all do right. it. We, do we have any way to tie in grab bag with March? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Just call it stupid March month. month. Stupid yeah, lousy March March movies. <laughs> yeah. Lousy March. There we go. All right. Um, well, who's got a who's got a rand, Who's got the first pick in, in this well, I have, I have, month? I have two movies that I've been wanting to show, and the only reason we didn't watch one of them this month was because I had to show every Field Freak. Field Freak um, is great. <laughs> I love Field Freak. Either. Remember the Titans or Pleasantville? Oh. Hmm. Either one. Well, which one? Yeah, you pick. Uh, I guess Pleasantville. There's probably more to talk about with that. Okay. The, th- the one thing I do know about Pleasantville is I watched that like special effects guys watching special effects in movies thing that Sean showed me. It's like on YouTube. And they don't know how they got these coloration, the the colorization effects in some of the shots in this movie, which I think is kind of fascinating. Like they couldn't yeah, the figure out how like they did it. Twenty years old now. Yeah. Like how could they not like reverse engineer that at this point? Yeah, uh, that's pretty wild. But yeah, all right, Pleasantville. I've I don't think I've ever seen the movie. Neither have I. So interesting. All right. I don't know what I'm gonna pick now. I got to think about it. I got to think on it. Yeah. I'm gonna pick the Fountainhead, the new oh. one. Ooh. Wait, <laughs> Zach, Zach, Zach Snyder. Zach Snyder. God, I wish he hasn't actually made it yet, has he? Yeah. I don't know. He's been talking about it forever. Did we ever watch Sucker Punch on the show? I feel like we've we did not. About it. We <laughs> did not, but we always threatened to do it. <laughs> this might be the month. I might have to. Like, we have like a we have like a real like mutually assured destruction <laughs> situation going on there. You you know what I will say about Sucker Punch is I think it is under two hours. It felt a I'm lot. I'm sure it won't feel like it though. Yeah. But uh, all right, all right. Pleasantville. Pleasantville next month. All right, everybody, uh, go all eat right. your own ass. We'll see you next week. Flatter bitch. Flatter bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Flatter bitch took over. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. All right, boy. See, see you guys, see you, dudes. <laughs>